This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here, founder of Relatable. I am so excited to have you with me today. I hope that your day is off to an amazing start. Maybe it's not. (laughs) Maybe that's the exact reason you are listening to this podcast is because your day is not off to a good start. Maybe you're in a really difficult place in your marriage. Maybe it seems like everything is just going wrong and you're just generally upset and unhappy with the world and especially your husband. If that is how you're feeling, this is for sure the podcast episode for you You may want to add it to your favorites and save it for those days where these feelings come back up again. So today we are going to be talking about that space that we can sometimes get into where it feels like we've married the wrong person, that nothing our husband does is good enough, right enough, um, in time enough for us where we just live in this space of not enough. Like he's not enough of the person that I need him to be. And as I thought about how I wanted to approach this conversation with you today, I thought it would be most helpful to first uncover what's really going on. Now, a lot of times when we are confronted with challenges in our marriage, we look at things at face value, right? Like he's not doing the things I think he should be doing. He's not showing up as the person that he used to be, that I thought he was, that I want him to be. And so when we're just confronted with what is right in front of us and in a very heightened negative emotional state, it's very easy to misinterpret what's really happening. And it's very easy to get into the finger pointing and blaming mode. I was actually just emailing with um, someone and I'd asked her the question, I'd asked her like, what is it you know, that's going wrong, essentially. Like, what are the things that are not the way you want them to be in your marriage? And she had a list of things um, in terms of what her husband was doing and all the ways that he was, like, failing her and how she wasn't able to respect him and she just didn't feel the same way about him. And so I asked him, I mean, I asked her, rather, what did she want to feel instead? Right? Like if she had a choice of how she felt about her husband, how she interacted with her husband, what is it that she would want to feel instead? And so she wrote me back and told me what she wanted to feel instead, but then went on 
to explain in great detail all the reasons why she doesn't feel that way and all the reasons why she has lost respect for him and is having a hard time with him. And where I was trying to get her to go in this conversation, which was really difficult for her to do, was to really put the focus on herself and like how she wanted to see him. But she was so blinded by all the things that were going wrong that she couldn't even imagine that she could see him differently. She had so much evidence accumulated that he was in the wrong, that he wasn't worthy of her respect, that she couldn't trust him to make certain decisions. And so nothing I said to her in that email exchange would have really been able to get into her mind and shift her thinking. Now, you know, I hope we get the opportunity to continue our email exchange. I hope we get the opportunity to maybe even have a consultation call. Um, And if not, then this podcast is definitely for her and for anyone that may be in this place where it just seems like he's all wrong, like nothing is positive, nothing is redeeming about him. And you are in a space where like literally you spend time convinced that you just married the wrong person, that you guys are not well matched, that the way he is and the way you are are just two polar opposites and that you can never find a compromise, never meet in the middle and never find a way to actually be happy with this particular person who is now your husband. Now, what... I get really excited about, right? (laughs) But I get really excited about, like if there's anything that I feel like I can absolutely help people do, it's to feel like you are in love with your husband, to feel like you love being married to this person. And the reason I'm so good with that is because I've had a lot of practice myself, of course, but then I also have had my dream clients. These are the people that like have the greatest breakthroughs, the greatest aha moments are those women who just feel stuck, so unhappy with their husband and our only focus is to help them love being married to him again. Now, there's a lot of dismantling and a lot of healing and a lot of letting go that needs to happen in that process, but ultimately, it is just a mindset game because the person you married, right, like the qualities that you initially loved about your husband still exist. The only problem is right now they are overshadowed by three very specific things that I am going to be... um, dissecting with you in this particular podcast episode. And so this is my personal message to the unhappy wife, to the wife who is feeling miserable being married to her husband. Why is that the case? Like, what are the three things that are going on that are making being married to this man so hard for you? The first is stress. Yeah, stress. Now, on the surface, it may be like, yeah, of course, like I have stress, I'm overwhelmed, I'm doing all the things. Like, what does that have to 
do with him not communicating well? Or what does that have to do with him not empathizing with my feelings? Or what does that have to do with him not following through on the things that he said he would follow through on? And I think it has everything to do with that, right? Because when you are in a constant state of stress, right? You are a mother to children that have demands that never seem to end. You are a professional that has a job with demands that never seem to end. And all of this stuff is just so much harder than you ever imagined it would be. And you find yourself just trying to tread water, just trying to keep up with it, just trying to keep your head above water so that you don't drown. And so being in this constant state of stress and overwhelmed and just too much to do and too little time only leads you to feel like you're on edge. Like if one thing goes wrong, it has this domino effect that ruins everything else. And because you're a planner, because you are just trying to like keep it together and keep things organized, when that domino hits, the world crashes. And in addition, you're just not getting enough sleep, right? Whether that's you have a child that's up in the middle of the night or you have deadlines for work or you're just too stressed out to even get restful sleep, nothing good is coming from that. And because of your stress load, the dynamics between you and your husband are exacerbated. So the small annoyances that seemed not a big deal at a different time in your life together are now the biggest deal in the world. And you find yourself so easily irritated because that one thing that he does or that one thing that he doesn't does literally drives you nuts. You go crazy, right? And so what I want you to see is I want you to just take a step back from him and look at the environment of you. Look at the environment of what's weighing on you. What is going on in your body? What is going on in your life? That's even separate from him. Because once you are able to manage your stress and you have some positive coping mechanisms, whatever he's doing that's annoying you, that's frustrating you, that's um, hurting you, is lessened. It's diminished. And so I want you to just consider that it's not all him. That really part of what is um, making this an explosive and extremely challenging situation for you is just stress in general. And so you have to ask yourself the question, like, what can I do to relieve some of the stress that I'm experiencing? What are some things I can do to really take care of myself? And that goes beyond the manicure 
the pedicure, right? The glass of wine or whatever you're doing to take care of yourself. That is deep inner work to figure out why your life has become so chaotic. Why you keep saying yes to things when you have no time to do anything that you need to do. Why you put so much pressure on yourself to be involved in certain things. I don't do any of that. My life is so boring because I know what I can take on and what I can not take on at this stage of my life. And so that may mean that you reorganize some of your priorities. But what it doesn't mean is that it's all your husband's fault. And I need you to see that. So consider the impact that just stress and general overwhelm is having on your relationship. The second thing that leads us to sometimes believe that we've married the wrong person is just simply having unrealistic expectations. And maybe this idealized image of what we thought married life would be. And I want to assure you that it's not that what you want is wrong, right? Like in all of my conversations with my clients and with women that are considering hiring me as their coach, like, No one wants anything that's like ridiculous and extreme and just like pie in the sky. We all as wives just want the same thing. We want to feel loved and appreciated. We want to feel like we're a team. We want to feel like we have someone we can communicate with and um, manage our life together well, even those bumps in the roads, right? Like nobody goes into marriage expecting that everything is going to be perfect. I know that that's not the image that you had, but what's happening now is you did and do still have these expectations for how your husband is going to show up that are just not realistic, And the reason they're not realistic is because he's not doing them. Doesn't mean that you're wrong for wanting them. It just means that when you want A and he continues to show up as B, then instead of sitting in aggravation and frustration and annoyance that he is B, you figure out how to modify your A. Does that make sense? Right? Like, we want our husbands to be so much of what we want. And when that doesn't happen, we don't know what to do other than blame, criticize, and judge him. But I really want you to consider how much are you being all that he might be expecting? We have this sort of grandiose version of ourselves and we give ourselves so much grace and so much leeway for our faults and our errors and our mistakes. And we never consider what it's like to be married to us, how we are showing up as wives. Are we being the wife that our husband truly desires? Probably not, right? 
And that may mean we look at how we are showing up. And when you can see yourself in the fullness of who you are being and how far from his idealized version of marriage you are, right? Then you should be able to generate and create within yourself a little bit more grace and compassion to him because none of us are perfect. Everyone is just doing the best they can. But when you hold on so tightly to these expectations, when you hold on so tightly to the way he should be, you never get to embrace, you never get to appreciate, you never get to accept who he really is. And at the end of the day, he's probably a really good guy. Right? Like, is he really that bad? And do you still want to be married to him? Because if you're not leaving, right, if you've not decided that you are leaving and you're in this space of like, I'm staying, then this is what you got right now. Now, that's not to say that he won't change, but you can't hang your hat on that. And what's most helpful for you is to release your attachment to these expectations. Now, it's a very thin line between accepting him and then becoming apathetic, right? Like I've talked to clients who are just like, I just have no expectations of him whatsoever. Zero. I don't expect him to do anything. And that's not helpful either, right? Because that's under that apathy is really resentment. It's really resentment that I can't depend on you. I can't um, rely on you for anything. And so I just don't need you, right? That's not the energy you want to bring to your marriage. The energy you want to bring is like, hmm, I see that I would really like you to be this way, but I also see that you're that way. And so what is it that I need to believe? What is it that I need to tell myself? What is it that I need to start seeing to make the way you are being more acceptable to me? How can I embrace all of who you are, flaws and all? That's where you want to be. The third point in terms of why it feels like you've married the wrong person is that you are focused on what is going wrong to the total and complete exclusion of what's going right. Now listen, I know that your meticulous attention to detail and your perfectionistic tendencies and your just high achieving, super intelligent mind, right, has always been focused on what can be better, what needs to be improved, what's not operating at its optimal performance. Like that is me all day, every day, right? And so in one state of your life, being this woman who has a proclivity to look at a situation and to see what can be done to make it better, that has served you in some way. 
But when it comes to your marriage, especially when your husband is not performing the way you want him to, it leads to nothing but destruction. And so what I want you to get in the habit of doing is to taking a bird's eye view of everything in a lot of different um, professional settings or just growth-minded endeavors, there is an evaluation that happens, right? So if you complete a project or you complete an event or whatever you're doing, usually at work, at least this was the case for me, and I certainly do this even in my own business now, you take a look at like what went well, what didn't go as well, and like what you want to do differently next time, right? That's like a basic framework for evaluation, And so when it comes to your husband, I want you to like put him in that model. Like what's working well? Like what are the things he's actually doing right? And then what are the things he's not? And then what might you do differently to navigate that situation better? I just literally got off a call with um, an incredible amazing client, as they all are. And we went through this exercise that was so fun. And we like laughed and hollered the whole time through it. Um, Coaching can be fun. Yes, working on your marriage and changing your mind can absolutely be fun and um, transformative at the same time. But we went through this exercise. And so I asked her, I told her, I reminded Um, myself and shared with her of how before I got married, my friends and I, this was like a long time ago, even before I met my husband, like all of us had just ended that relationship. You know, like everybody has the relationship that's like your young 20s relationship or your college relationship, the person that you thought you were going to marry or that person that really broke your heart. So all of us were like in that phase of heartbreak. So we go on this trip to Miami. Again, we're in our 20s. And we write down a list of all the things we want in our future husband. Like every detail from like his hair, his teeth, his, you know, type of work he did, every quality and characteristic about his personality, everything, right? And we we put them, you know, we said a prayer and we put them in our Bible. And I personally like left it alone. And remembered when I met my husband, like, oh my gosh, this guy is like this paper walking and living and breathing. Um, But anyway, so in my conversation with my client, I asked her to list out all of the things she would want in a husband. Like, just pretend that her husband wasn't here. And like, if she could have a blank sheet of paper, everything that she wanted on there, what would she put on there? And so she's listing her things and I'm writing them down and we come up with like 20 things on the list. It's a quick exercise, 20 things on the list. And so I then go through and I make this our checklist. I was like, okay, great. Now let's put your husband in this checklist and let's see what we come up with. So we went through each quality. She's checked yes or no. He meets this, he doesn't. And do you know what we found? 75% of the things she wanted, he met. 75%, right? This was so eye-opening for her. 
And I hope it's eye-opening for you if you'll take the time to actually do it yourself. This is like free coaching here of an exercise that literally can change your mind and blow your mind and totally rock your world and how you feel about your husband. So we then went on from there, from that aha moment, from that realization, and did several other things to continue to build her belief and awareness of how awesome her husband was. Um, And so there is a process following that exercise that is really designed to sort of cement this thinking so that your belief in it doesn't waver when he's doing those few things on the list that really drive you nuts. But anyway, so I say all of that to share with you how our minds are naturally inclined to look at all that's going wrong. Our minds are naturally inclined to not notice what is working. And we notice the faults, we notice the mistakes, we notice the negative things to such a degree that it completely can overshadow anything that's going right. And so for most of you listening, your husband too falls in that category of like 70 to 80% right for you. But you focus only on the 20%. That's not right right now. And what I want to suggest is that that you spent more time looking for all the ways that he's right for you. That there will be more ways that he's actually right for you. But you have to intentionally look for those things. You have to override the pathways in your brain that have been worn down by repetitive ways of thinking and beliefs that you have that would tell you otherwise. And so again, I always like to think about like, what would God say? Like, what would God want you to be thinking about your husband? And I am reminded of the scripture that I often quote either an email or even on this podcast. I'm sure I've talked about it before, but it's Philippians 4 and 8, right? Like, I want you to just think about what God has already instructed us to do, right? He has already instructed us to think upon these things, Whatever things are true, what's the truth about your husband? Whatever things are honorable, what's honorable about that man? Whatever things are right, what's right about him? What things are pure? What things are lovely? What things are admirable? What do you admire about him? What things are excellent? and worthy of praise. Those are the things you are to think on. And so your husband is probably the right man for you. If you feel like God brought you together, if you feel like when you married him, you had no reservations whatsoever, then you married the right man. Right now, all that needs to change is your mind about him. That is the key. So I am so passionate about this topic because 
I come across so many of you who are really, truly, honestly married to good men, right? Like there's not those deal breakers in your marriage. And even if there are deal breakers in your marriage, like he's trying his best to find himself back in your good graces, yet you're resistant to seeing him in the most positive light. So I want to invite you to participate in a challenge. When I first started my business, I actually started doing challenges because they were just fun and they really made a difference. And sometimes we need to make a commitment to ourselves to think differently. And so I want to personally invite you to my Find the Good Challenge. This is a five-day challenge. It is a video-based challenge where each day you will receive a little video with instructions for how to find the good in your husband in particular aspects. It will be just the thing you need to keep you on track and to keep you in the space of really living out the content of this particular podcast episode. And so I am really excited about the challenge. One, because it's video and you actually get to see me teaching. So it'll feel like we're really in the same room together and um, doing this together, right? Um, So that's that. So if you're interested in signing up for the challenge, please do so. Hurry to it. We will start on May 1st, and um, which is tomorrow, if you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out. So the challenge starts on May 1st. Even if you're listening after May 1st, still sign up because I will automate it so that you can still participate no matter what time you are listening to this podcast. And the way you will sign up is you will go to this website. So make sure you listen carefully. It's bit.ly my good man. So it's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash my good man. I don't think you need to do the HTTPS or anything like that. Literally just type in bit.ly forward slash my good man. I will link to it in the show notes. Um, and I will also put announcements about this in my group, the Empowered Wives Society. So you should definitely find information about it there as well. But I am excited. I am on a mission to help us as wives think better about our husbands because that is the key to creating a shift in your marriage. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you loved it. And more than that, I hope you love your husband. So avoid these pitfalls. Manage your stress, manage your expectations, and manage your mind to look for the good. I'll be back with you next week. And in the meantime, I'll see you in the challenge. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. 
There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.